put it right there. Right there. Oh, oh. Slowly now. I'm only old. Oh, oh, sorry, dears. I forgot you were watching. <laughs> Got a little involved. Well, you are listening to Sick and Wrong with D Side and Lance Wackerly. Just keep listening for all your dirty little stories. And this is Nana. Have fun now, dearies. Goodbye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? I just worked out, bro. I'm pretty buffed and pumped for the show. You did not. You probably like walked over to the kitchen and grabbed a beer. No, I did because you fucking delayed the show an hour. So I thought mm-hmm. I'd do some weightlifting, <laughs> push-ups. <laughs> Pop a little iron, get in shape, get like, mentally did, prepared uh, for the show. I did about seven b- barbell curls, uh, three and a quarter sit-ups. <laughs> do you have a solo flex machine? Look, I'm going to need some juice if I'm going to work out any more than this. <laughs> Can you get that for me? Well, I apologize for being... I'm, I'm like a little ill-prepared. I'm a little hungover from uh, the last night's festivities, and so... I was running a bit late, slept in this morning, running a bit late, and uh, yeah, I'm worried about you, Dean. I'm worried about you. What? And uh, you're drinking. You're, <laughs> you're drinking. <laughs> I drink, is this an intervention or something? Yes. You know, actually, you don't mind if I, I drink during your intervention. Do you? I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a bit ashamed because I, I didn't get wasted last night, but I paced myself because uh, um, I, I went to. Uh, so anyway, I went. To, I went with my girlfriend to a coworker, one of her coworkers' birthday parties at this bar, right. um, kind of on, on uh, Hollywood, and she drove to the bar because there's there's mm. no train. I mean, like, there is a train here, but the train doesn't really go anywhere. So no, either you take sucks. a cab or you drive. She drove to the bar, and I thought she was going to drive all night. So like, I started drinking early. Then it became apparent that she started doing shots and was in no shape to drive home. So then I was like, all right, now I have exactly an hour and a half to sober up. You know that feeling where you're like, oh, great, I'm going to have to drive. So I'm going to stop drinking now, but I only have an hour and a half to sober up. And what are the chances? You didn't didn't play the game of chicken with her that that I would have played. (laughs) What? Were you just like... You're like dare oh, her to oh, do we'll, a shot. We'll see. We'll. See. We don't. It doesn't even have to be stated. It's just more like, oh, you think you're gonna get really drunk and be the drunkest one, and I'm gonna have to drive. We'll see about that. We'll see who's <laughs> the drunkest at the end of the night. <laughs> you know, I should have do done two that. Shots for every one that she does. I should have done that, but I didn't want to be in this situation where we're like gonna have to hang out all night and then sit on the street waiting for a cab to show up because you can't yeah. hail a cab in Los Angeles either. Or just get into be you're both so drunk that you can't even figure out that you should take a cab, and you just get into a raging fight in the street after the bar closes. About, I felt you know, it would just what. be just more appropriate for me just to like kind of sober up. Probably and so, smart. Yeah, I ended up kind of I ended up by a confession here driving drunk home, which I rarely ever do. 
I, I kind of feel it's not worth the risk. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's not worth the risk. Number one, I don't think I'm going to kill somebody. I really don't think I'm going to get in an accident. But if you get pulled <laughs> over, which I think you have a greater likelihood of having that happen, it's just not worth the risk. For, what, what is it, $5,000 at least? Oh, plus you got to go to court and you know you might even go to jail. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you about the, uh, although I don't think any drunk ever thinks he's going to hit, hit somebody. But uh, I almost, I was driving drunk one time. And a cop blew through a light without his lights on, without his flashing lights on. He blew through a, a red light and almost drilled me. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know I'm drunk, but I'm driving fine. But that wouldn't have ended well. You no. get hit by a cop and then he comes up and you smell like booze. Yeah, oh, what would boy. happen? Would they still arrest you? Like if he came out? Fuck yeah, and... he would. <laughs> well, what's a Okay, so, the, the, so I wasn't really that upset with myself. I was a little, I was beating myself up when I got home about driving drunk. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I was feeling kind of yeah. guilty. Feeling Did you some, lash yourself? Well, I was <laughs> feeling some, re, some remorse. But the main thing about it, it was a traumatic, frightening experience driving drunk on L.A. highways at 2.15 a.m. Oh, I, yeah, you, that's I, not I, good. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Huh? Hell, yeah. God, it's like as soon as I merged onto 101 South, it's like everybody is drunk. The entire freeway is just full of drunk drivers. People can't stay in the lanes. They're strafing in between lanes. Guys are going like 90 miles an hour, cutting me off. There's no merge. It's just cut off no, right in front merges. of people. Yeah, it was... Nobody in, nobody in L.A. takes public transit or even really takes cabs. And everybody has a car, and everything's really far away from everything else. So... 90% of the people are drinking and driving on a, you know, and it, at and least on the every witching Friday, hour, But the witching hour is 2.15 a.m. and the bars are closed. Everybody's trying to get home. And right. they're just like, yeah, and it's just insane. I was, one, I was debating, like I was thinking about it because my girlfriend just passed out. She was just passed out and she was useless. And <laughs> I don't even know the city that well. And I'm trying to like figure it out. I'm thinking, I wonder if I should take city streets. If it's safer, maybe I won't see as many drunk drivers. But it'll take longer. But I, you know, and, but I, and I, there's a chance I might encounter more cops if I take the city streets, or should I take the highway? And it's just going to be like, you know, a, a seven minute to ten minute drive, drive back. And right. so I, I, I opted for the latter. I get on the highway, and it's like the drunk driver zone. But yeah, it's it's definitely a very frightening experience. By the time I, I, w I was shaken as I exited the freeway and uh, drove home, just thinking, you know what, next time. I'm just either not going to go out or I'm just that's that's why most people I think in the, in this city stick to their own neighborhoods instead of driving. But they don't. <laughs> they drive everywhere hammered. That was the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm just going to That's stick why to you like, should do that. Yeah, yeah I should stick to my local. Right. Although yesterday um it was kind of fun. I got to go to a bar that uh I, that you're going to that uh, you know, you and I have a history with. It's been a while since I've been there. Okay. I actually kind of forgot about it and then um this girl brought it up, and I was like, oh, we should totally go to this bar. So we ended up going to, uh, I think it was like, I don't know, somewhere in Hollywood, at some bar called like the Harvard and Stone. And so it was my, my girlfriend's co-worker's birthday party. It was a bunch of hairdresser chicks, and everyone's like hanging out, getting drunk, ruckus, good time. And then the one girl, and I think this is usually what happens. One girl was like, we should go to the strip club. And so then the one girl says it, and then the girl, like, it's funny because girls, when they, if girls are sober, most of them are like, strip club? I would never go to a strip club. It's exploitative. It's disgusting. And perverts hang out there. Give them Probably. three beers. And the next thing you know, it's just like, strip club, I want to see some titties. 
Titties are so cool. Oh my God, girls are crazy. This is going to be fun. I want to see girls spit on the pole, shaking to ass. It's just like, so they all start doing that. They all start going crazy. They all Were you the only guy at this party? No, her boyfriend was there. And we're, we're all looking at each other like, uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a good idea. Like, you girls are, you girls are drunk and... I mean, that's kind of how I've always felt. I mean, I even worked at a strip club, and I was just like, why bring your girlfriend there? It's, it's, it's a dude thing. It's a dude thing. You know? And, uh-huh. and, the, and the thing is with strip clubs, I'm not one of those guys. I've never been. And I know you're not either. It's like I've never been a strip club guy. I'm not one of those no. dudes that's like, that, like, you know, you and I are like, oh, dude, let's go do happy hour at the strip club. I've never been one of those guys. Well, let me make it. Let me let me point out my normal train of thought, though, about the strip club. So somebody, you know, there's a bachelor party coming up, and you, you know, okay, we got to go to the strip club, and you're kind of, I'm always kind of just dreading it. I mean, not not dread like I would dread going to get surgery, but pretty close. Just but you see through the facade. And you're just it's going to be, gonna be filthy. a waste of money. I'm going to spend a lot of money on nothing. Yeah. And drinks uh, cost two times as much. There's going to be a bunch of other assholes in there. Like, there's way more asshole dudes than naked chicks. If, You're probably going to get cockblocked. Stri- <laughs> probably going to get cockblocked. <laughs> but then there's a there's a metamorphosis, <laughs> like like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. <laughs> as soon as I actually get in the strip club, then I'm like. Although this is awesome. I forgot how awesome the strip club is. There's a really hot chick and her tits are right in my face. Oh my god, now her vagina's in my face. This is this is amazing. So yep. once I get in there, I always like it. It's and funny. it never fails. It could be the the from the nicest ones, you know, in Vegas or where you used to work. Or they're in that they're in the other range or that other place you used to work. <laughs> like the bottom level of like just the skankiest chicks. I still feel when I'm in there. That this is great, you know. I think it's a biological urge. It's primal, like you know. It's and, and you can. I don't care if you're a, a Harvard law professor and you know that strip clubs are evil and they exploit women and and and, and the evils of uh, strip clubs. But as soon as you walk I in, I like there, I like that a Harvard law professor is like the the ultimate moral character in your opinion. <laughs> okay, a Supreme Court justice, there you Clarence go. Thomas. Okay, oh, I'm just yeah. Clarence Thomas hates <laughs> strip clubs. Okay, you he could be Osama them. bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, and, and his porn stash. You've heard of that. Let's try again. <laughs> All right, I give up. I'm just saying, just any dude, up. all dudes love it. Any dude with their 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 moral high horse will get off that horse as soon as they see a pair of 18 year old titties shaking on a pole. Because you're just gonna look, and it's your balls take over. Your balls say, "Dude, that's a naked 18 year old chick." And those are titties, and they're in your face. Go put a fucking dollar on the stage, you cheap-ass bastard. That's what happens. Right. Your balls tell you to do that, you know? And that's why they put the ATM machine inside the strip club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because before, when it, b- before the metamorphosis happens, when I'm outside, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get like 20 bucks and get you know break it into singles, and that, that's it. That's my limit. But once I'm in there... Ah, hundred, two hundred. You know, it's a part. You gotta be, you gotta be nice to these girls. They're struggling, and uh, what's what's a cut? What's another hundred bucks to me? I don't know. Right? We all we all fall prey to the, the the facade in there. But anyway, going with your girlfriend is a dangerous territory. And I think all the dudes, like we all, kind of like had this like tacit like acknowledgement of this. We looked at each other like, all right, this could either go really good. 
Like uh, maybe my girlfriend's gonna be like, "Oh my god, we gotta take this girl home for a threesome," or it could just go really bad because it could also go to that whole like, "Why are you staring at her for that long? You think she's sexier than me? You think her ass is better than me? How do you like?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you pull it out and <laughs> dance on the pole like she is, and we'll fucking find out. <laughs> Dude, but you know, it could go either way. I, I just feel like you're entering into and, and as a strip club DJ, and like you know, I used to work in strip clubs. You'd see it all the time. You'd mm-hmm. see some of the girls that were drunk enough, they'd come in like, woo, taking off their titties, taking off their tops, showing their titties, and like having fun, getting pulled up on stage and just having a good time. And then there's the other girl that's sitting in the back, arms crossed, fucking pissed off that she was dragged to a strip club. Vagina, or then she realizes... Legs, cl- legs clamped together as they will be for the next month. Just staring <laughs> intently at her boyfriend who's trying not to stare yeah. at the stage and then like looking yeah. elsewhere. But where else are you going to look in a strip club? You know, it's, it's, it's a really awkward... It can be a very awkward experience for, the, for a couple. Yeah. I've so, never done it. I've never, I've never uh, ventured into that territory. You know, my girlfriend tends to be like one of those girls that doesn't uh, doesn't enjoy going to strip clubs i mean Does i think not uh, you know I, I she we never really did that like i i didn't i wasn't working in a strip club when i met her it's like years after and so mm. she wasn't like you know it was never one of those things and i always kind of wanted to avoid the situation because i didn't want a conflict to develop just to go look at pities at a strip club and plus and I, can, I, can i can i just clarify right here we're not talking about burlesque show right no we're talking about a real strip I'm not club. talking a bunch of fat girls in lingerie and no, i'm talking about a real no. strip club okay you're seeing like a topless girl on yeah. stage because i have done that with girlfriends gone to the burlesque show and you know i'm just yawning and falling asleep Boring. we're talking about real strip clubs i just wanted to make that point clear yeah it's like you know the type of place where if you're drunk enough you got a dollar bill in your mouth and it's being extracted from your mouth with titties Right. Here, here's the difference between a burlesque show and a strip club or strip show. <laughs> like you can Girls smell the ass. Strip club. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell the ass at a strip club. Right? I just feel, but I feel with with a strip club, it's like you go with dudes. It's like camaraderie of men. Like you're there. You're like, you know what? We're all going to look at these these chicks and maybe buy a lap dance. It's a, it's like a, a guy experience, kind of Which like is a male a little weird, thing. right? It is a little weird. It's like watching porn. We're all going to be buddies. here and all have erections in our pants. And <laughs> we're not oh, going to really? talk about <laughs> that it. That's not so fun. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like you 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 want to do that. You but when you're with your girlfriend, it's like you're you're reticent. You're reserved. You have no idea mm-hmm. how long you can look at that girl. That like you can ogle that chick on stage before you're going to get in trouble. You know? Yeah. You, the girl has to have the right attitude about it. Exactly. Which I don't know if they do in general or which ones do and which ones don't, but they have to have the attitude that like, wow, my b- boyfriend has a huge raging heart on right now. This turns him on. And I'm going like to get that, that later. I'm going to get that all the way to the shaft. He's going to be going. That's, that's the thing. If you get the attitude the, the, with the girls that have that attitude of, yeah, he's, he's enjoying looking at these other girls, but he's going home with me later. Those are the girls mm-hmm. that have fun at strip clubs. And then you also. I get mean, those... I would I would go to a Chippendale show or whatever the Thunder I'm from sure Down you Under. Would. <laughs> if uh, l- l- wait for it, please. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> With my girlfriend, if I thought she was going to be like massively horny and and jump all over me and give me anal afterwards, I don't know if I would do that. I think I would be wouldn't. like I would be like you know what, go with your girls, and then uh, I'll meet you afterwards. You go get well, all yeah, like that. That would obviously be better, but I, that wasn't part of the choice. <laughs> That's not the analogy that we're talking about. 
The whole, this whole but, conversation is about girls in strip clubs. Do you not follow? No, I, I agree. I agree. I understand what you're saying, where you're going with this, even though it's a bit a bit skewed. You <laughs> just wanted to use opinion. this. You just wanted to use it as another opportunity to invade against my sexuality, <laughs> and I thank you for that. But but I'm saying it's like if you're with a girl that you know is it kind of into other chicks and gets drunk and has a lot of fun, then yes, it's probably a safe bet you'll have fun in a strip club. But, but it's not a girl. We're not talking about a girl you know, right? We're talking about your girlfriend. Because girl you know could be fun, I think. It can be. And so yeah. it was interesting yesterday. Like, I was wondering, like, what's going to really happen here? And we didn't even go to a real strip club last night. We went to Jumbo's Clown Room. And that place Which is, is kind of walks the fine line between burlesque and strip club, but I think it leans more towards strip club. There's a pole, and the girls there's are kind of hot. You know, it's, it's interesting. And, like, we have a history with, with Jumbo's. Jumbo's is, I think, one of the one of my favorite bars in Los Angeles, and it's 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 a bikini bar now. But I swear it used to be pasties back in the day, wasn't it? Yes, I think I'm pretty sure I saw a tit there once or twice. Well, but I the remember, girls really—it's not burlesque in that they they are really shaking their ass in your face, and they're At wearing like, thongs, and you can—I mean, you can full, see full-on camel toe. I mean, it, it's, it's it's the the dancing is meant to sexually arouse men. Not you know, show off how kitschy and noir you think you are. It's titillating. No pun intended. (laughs) But when we used to go there, it was really a dive. And I think the reason I haven't been there recently is because it seems like it's always crowded and it's become a scene. You know, I think it did for a while and it peaked, and now it's just sort of like plateaued. It's way out. Yeah, like uh, because last night we were there at around one thirty and it wasn't packed. And and beer is still pretty cheap for uh, for a bikini bar. But I remember back in the day we went there like ten years ago. But were you there when, when uh, we saw that like one arm stripper? And it was just kind yeah. of like this strip club oddity place. It was great. It's not like that anymore. Now the girls are like it was like a sideshow. Yeah, like now the girls are like suicide girls. They're super hot and tattooed, and yeah, they, and they just look uh, they look very sexy. But beer that is still kind of kind of sad. Uh, I think it's enjoyable. <laughs> But I liked I liked it before in that they were just sexy enough to make a tent uh, pants tent, but at the same time they were kind of broken. Yeah, <laughs> like the one. I mean, the one arm chick was an extreme, but even the other ones like had yeah, I remember flaws. a pregnant one. I just remember yeah. I kind of liked being there because you're kind of drunk. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. And you're thinking, "What? I fuck that pregnant girl." The answer was always the yes. Pole? Yeah, I <laughs> guess I probably yes would, especially after this next MGD. Yeah. But anyway, so last night, make a long story short, like uh, we all went in there, and I think everybody kind of had this like they're they're the guys were all apprehensive at first because like I wonder how our girlfriends and how are going to react. And surprisingly enough, like, my girlfriend had a really good time. The the birthday girl, I think she enjoyed it more than any of the other girls. She was up in the front row in the erection section. She's got mm-hmm. her shirt up, and her boyfriend kept pulling her shirt back down, and she's throwing money on stage. She's having a great time. But there's another girl who's, uh, I think she was a friend of the birthday girl, that was kind of sitting, and I was, I was kind of doing, t- doing that thing, because it's like, I don't want to appear, you know, like, I'm not tipping every girl on stage, throwing 20s out. You don't want to be out. that guy. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I was kind of like reserved, just checking it out. And, uh, and, you know, my girlfriend was having fun, so I was just kind of standing there. But I kept overhearing this girl, um, the, the friend there, just sitting there, arms crossed, just upset that she was even in a strip club. And she kept complaining to her friends that these girls are are nymphos, and that's why. And and she was like twenty one. I'm like, you have no idea. She's like, these girls are are oversexed, and uh, that and this is the only way they can get off is being on this stage. 
and just criticizing it. And I was looking at her, I'm like, you know, you are just, you should just leave. You really should just leave because you're ruining the strip club experience for us all. We, we don't want to, that's the thing. It's like, you never know if you're going to be there with a girl that's going to try to explain in like a socioeconomic kind of like <laughs> definition of why this girl needs to do what she does. It's like, don't deconstruct right. the strip club experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, what, she's tw- she was young. She said she was 22. She, I thought it had to be early 20s. Wow, that's like some nineteen, you know, early sixties feminism coming through there. I, I didn't even think that was in the mode anymore, where you like look down on sexuality and especially women's sexuality. And... I think she thought these girls were being exploited for being there, but then then she also thought that they're nymphos and like they're you know they love the the attention. You should <laughs> you should have taken her. Oh, you want to see exploited? Let's go to like a rub and tug in Koreatown. <laughs> the these chicks are actual slaves, <laughs> or like uh, or like a real strip club, like Jumbo's. I mean, they're in bikinis dancing. It's like basically going to a yeah. beach watching girls right. dancing. It's just like you want to go to a strip. Like club, I said, but, it's a scene. Yeah, it's let's not go a to, like, real twenties. Like, like, let's go to like a strip club in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, it's not a it's not a real like men's midlife crisis strip club, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would have just, I would have, you know, it, I would have just done the uh, the thing you do with little kids with the airplane, like here comes the choo choo train. But I, it would have just been with tequila. <laughs> oh, come here! You don't like this strip club? Here comes the tequila plane right into her mouth. I'd I give did her mention four I, of those, and then she would have been up front with her tits out. Also, I did mention that to her. I was just like, "You're just not drunk enough." I was like, "Get a couple more shots, and uh, right. yeah, you're going to be in the front row." So yeah. I don't well, know. Well, drunk, drunk can mean a lot of things because you don't want to get her into the morose drunk stage. You want to get her into the, the tequila zone. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, the tequila party zone. Tequila is always a good thing to get a to get a girl to go to a strip club. Tequila is, I think, the most persuasive tool. The Spuds McKenzie zone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all in all, people, all I'm saying is that uh, you're you're treading on in a dangerous territory that can either be really awesome. Are really awful when you take your girlfriend to a strip club. It's a coin flip. Yeah. So, Wackily, uh, this is episode 277 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show. Uh, episode 276, we did three stories. Uh, the first one was about a story of illiterates who had tattoo guns. Uh, second story is about deaf guys and gang signs. And the third story was out about a man who took bath salts and um, raped and slaughtered a pygmy goat. And, you know, I've been looking con- into this a little more. Go ahead. About the bath salts? Yeah. What, have you been, like, investigating a new way to get high? <laughs> they These aren't, like, bath salts that you'd buy at your local, you know, big box drugstore. These are, these are bath salts, and I use the term with quotes around it, that they specifically st- sell in head shops because people know they can get high off them. So it's like salvia. Yeah, and they they call them bath salts to get around, you know, I don't know, whatever, this or that law. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's probably just methamphetamine, crist- crystal meth inside there. Oh, it's a salt. It's a bath salt. Uh, I, you know, I did not know that they sold these at head shops. I kind of thought they were, like, yeah. taking, like, you know, something from Bed Bath & Beyond, crushing it up and snorting it. No, no, it comes, and it doesn't even, like, if you were to go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy bath salts, you'd get, like, a big, you know, five... 10 pound bag of it right like these come in little sort of like you know get you high snack packs <laughs> so that <laughs> totally shatters my my preconception i thought they were like snorting lines of mr bubble 
This isn't no. like yeah. This but isn't it is. But it is still crazy. Like these people. Like it's becoming a thing. It wasn't. We we just thought it was some story of some crazy kid who did some bath salts because he's a nut. I guess it's like a. It's becoming an epidemic, and these people get really super fucked up on them, and like for and like, hallucinate. Like, and hallucinate and like for days, you know, like, oh, she's been on the bath salts for seven days and they're like cutting themselves and just lashing out at people that are trying to help them. It's crazy. Well, apparently it makes you uh, get a boner looking at a goat. So um, it's it's definitely somewhat effective. And uh, it also is a story that won episode 276. Uh, we had like the majority of votes voted for mm-hmm. that, which kind of surprised me. I mean, a dude did get rapist spelt wrong, tattooed on his forehead, but apparently it's not as sick and wrong as doing bath salts and fucking a pygmy goat. So congratulations and killing, there. And killing the And pygmy killing, goat, and right? killing it. Yeah. Congratulations there, goats. listener number three. You won episode 276. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. It's the way it works all the time. It's the way it has worked for the past five years. Wacker and I comb the internet, comb it. And I look for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show, audience votes, and a winner gets a Sick and Wrong Care Package. So you can send your listeners submissions to Sick and Wrong Podcast on Hotmail.com or Facebook or uh, through the forum, Sick and Wrong Forum. So actually, uh, we received a number of uh, good stories here this week, but before we get to that, how about a word, quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Um, Audible, as you know, is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, there's no point to read a book when you can listen to a book being read to you. It's kind of like your fucking ears, people. Well, it's kind of like uh, that whole experience of when you're a child and you're with your mother, um, or your priest in your case, and you're getting, you know, they're they're reading to you, and you get to like listen to it, and you actually, I think, you absorb a bit more because I think you tend to daydream a lot when you read on your own. You know, your <laughs> words sure start start drifting and. Uh, it's confusing. Yeah. So just so yeah. just have somebody whenever read I, the book to you. Whenever I sit down to a, to read a book, it's really just sitting down to t- to fall asleep on the couch. Unless it's porn, I'm asleep in five minutes. You know, even if it's porn, I'm asleep <laughs> in five minutes. To tell you the truth, so Audible is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, educational program. There's like over a thousand science and tech titles and 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles. It's like 75,000 fucking titles to choose from. So uh, pl- plenty to be uh, pl- plenty of uh, uh, time wasting material there. So go get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial today. Audiblepodcast.com slash diddle. That's our code, and get your free audiobook today. All right, so as I mentioned before, we received uh, three listener submissions here for episode 277. Let's kick off the show with the first listener submission. Um, this story came in from Neil. Uh, Neil from Bristol. It's a UK. Neil. Neil. <laughs> I'm um, just going to go kill myself, actually, if this story doesn't win. Fucking hippie. <laughs> uh, Battle of the Living Statues. How the Invisible King took on the Silver Wizard in a feud over Prime Street Performance Spot. A living statue artist uh, nearly killed a rival street performer in front of horrified tourists at the London Eye. He was jailed for a minimum of four and a half years. Seems kind of severe according to British standards. But um, have you ever seen those dudes? They're, those... Very, they're very harsh on living statue crime. Yeah. Have you ever seen those guys? It seems like every city in the world has living statues. Any major metropolitan area 
has a dude that spray paints himself silver and stands on a crate. Or gold. Or gold or bronze, I've seen too. San Francisco bronze. has like several of them. My favorite thing about San Francisco is you'll go to Union Square and you'll see like a dude, yeah, like decked out in gold, standing there posed. And then right next to him, you just see a crackhead standing on a, another crate. But he's not, he's not even like painted. He's just a crackhead on a crate making a pose. I'd rather give my yes. money to him. <laughs> yes, it's very entertaining, the crackheads. That's a living what are they crackhead. They were going to do that tenderloin tour. I wonder whatever happened to that. We took, talked about it on a previous show, right? Yeah, we should have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I always wondered about these guys. It's like, how much money are these guys really pulling in? It's like, you know, they're, they're spray painting themselves silver. They're not doing anything. Sometimes they'll, they'll bring like a CNC music factory on a boom box and just pose. Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the rest Is of the Is that words. your workout music? <laughs> I'm working it out. Yep. Yeah. You know, quit working out and let's concentrate on this podcast. All right. Sorry. Don't, don't think you can ever mention CNC Music Factory without <laughs> setting me off. Just... <laughs> but how much do you think these guys make? Like, let's just throw I out. I bet you a during here. high tourist season. Uh, a hundred bucks a day. You know what? It's 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 a little low. It's, really? Uh, it's a little low, according to this article. Dechko Ivanov, uh, thirty-seven, regularly performed as the Invisible King. Not quite sure that what he painted himself, um, but he would make hundreds of pounds a week. Hundreds of pounds. Hundreds of pounds. A w- so that's. But I said a day. Really. Hundreds of pounds a week. A, a pound is like $2, right? Or so if he's 50, pulling in like 600 pounds a week, a week, that's like 1200 bucks a week. God, it just blows my mind. <laughs> I don't know if the math you did is right. But anyway, they make a lot of money, more than you think. It's not like $5 a day. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I imagine London would probably be the best place to do this at. Well, I'm one of those guys that I'm one of those guys that I'll take a picture of him, or I'll make my girlfriend go stand next to him and take a picture, and not give and him then run away. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> fuck you. You're standing there. But when Silver Wizard Rumen Nedelchev here beat him, this guy's 45. These guys are like uh, older dudes that do this. Uh, beat him to his choice slot beside the famous landmark. Ivanov bitterly accused him of stealing his audience. These guys are highly territorial. You know, they have mm-hmm. like uh, one one spot. It's called the pitch. It's that area where uh, they come out and they, uh, they fool the marks into giving them money. Um, but yeah, if you get that one spot on the pitch that uh, attracts the largest audience, I think, uh, you know, I think that's uh, something that, uh, that will provoke a fight here, a confrontation. Sounds like it. Well, that's exactly what happened. Ivanov, the, the invisible king, used a concrete block concealed in a bag to batter his rival in the head. Uh, he was still covered in metallic paint and was holding a silver branch. See, that I would pay money for. <laughs> Take my pay- have my picture taken by this just bludgeoned other guy. You know, now that actually is a good idea. I'm surprised these guys don't do this. If you have two buddies that do it, why not paint each other and just fight? Like have a, you know, like a joust or something. You'd probably well, make you more money. One guy, one guy could be red, one guy could be blue, and you have just rock 'em sock 'em robots right there. And then have Life like size. war, like you know, hoses inside that it will spray out blood all over the crowd. Right. I think that makes some money. Uh, Ivanov then kicked his bloodied victim and walked calmly to his bicycle and uh, rode away. 
Uh, an initial emergency operation was required to fish splinters of bone from um, from Nedelchev's brain, and he was in the hospital for about three months in his own country and in Bulgaria, where they're both from. Uh, Nedelchev was worried uh, what his wife would think of him now his, that his head was significantly misshapen by the injury. Now, is Bulgaria <laughs> in the EU? I don't think so. I think it's in the east because their only because their only export is fucking human rope. What do they call these living, the living statues. statues? That's their primary industry. Is is mailing those guys abroad? I like how this guy. They need to um, start working on it over there with their their economic base. I like how this guy's head was bashed in with a concrete block. He has difficulty walking and balancing and can no longer stand up straight, but yet he's really worried what his wife is going to think because his head is now significantly misshapen. What, does he look like Gumby now? Probably. (laughs) And that's not attractive in Bulgaria? Maybe not. But you can get a good haircut. We'll take care of that normally. You'd you'd think she'd be more concerned that uh, he makes his living as a living statue. Used to make his living. Used to. (laughs) Oh, how come he still couldn't do it? Just with a misshapen head. I mean, Once all they again, do is stand there. More, in, more entertaining now than he was previously. He says since the attack, he's felt terribly scared. He's been crying all the time. I don't know how long I'll live for. Without the police and ambulance, I would have died. In the hospital, my, my, my wife was extremely worried and uh, kept ringing. He's now been told he can only perform jobs where he can stay sitting uh, but miraculously, he has no mental or sight problems. Uh, the assault happened near the London Eye, which I'm not quite sure. What is the London Eye? Is that that big Ferris wheel thing that they have there? I do not know, but I will find out when I go. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to find out. Find out about that. I, I don't know what the London Eye is. Um, and it was witnessed by tourists and an off-duty policeman. It kind of reminds me of, uh, did you see that video I think I posted on Facebook this past week about uh, Batman getting his ass beat on uh, the Las Vegas Boulevard? Battered man. <laughs> Battered man. <laughs> Hilarious yeah. video, but it's, it's funny to me because it's like, God, I, I would love to see something like that. It's like you see those assholes dressed up as like, I saw a guy on Hollywood Boulevard yesterday dressed up as Thor. And in my mind, I was thinking, God, I would love to bash his head in with a concrete block. But yeah. I mean, if, he's got that hammer, though. Yeah, I know. Watch out. Watch out but it for looked that. like a big giant foam hammer. <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, it's like, um, I, you know, I wonder if, uh, if, if they should pass a law in England that you're allowed to attack the living statues and the guys dressed up as superheroes. I would support that. You think that. that would be a good, good law? You'd support it? If it's a local, if it's a local ordinance, I'd support it. Hmm. So He's going to clean up the bodies. Well, I'm just, just saying, you're allowed, to, the like, Thames. you're allowed to knock them around, you know, if they're bothering you. Oh, oh! If they're if they're, if they're bothering you, that's another story. I thought you were just talking about for sport, which might actually be kind of cool too. So Ivanov <laughs> was uh, found guilty of grossly disproportionate attack following a trial, and apparently, which, which he, leads you to believe that there is a proportionate level of attack that would have been appropriate. <laughs> well, if they both had yeah. concrete blocks, then maybe it would have been okay. appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so he was sentenced to a minimum of four and a half years. So on the sick and wrong star scale. The guy didn't die. He might look like Gumby now, but he's a living statue. It's not like he's like a brain surgeon. It's not like he's a Harvard law professor. I mean, he doesn't really need to do anything but just paint himself silver and sit down, you know, and make a pose. I don't think it's all that sick and wrong. I'm going to have to give this 3.75. 
It's very hard to completely paint yourself silver because there's always that last bit <laughs> of the hand that's holding the brush. Now what do you do? Yeah, that's true. I mean, do you think you just kind of like roll it in the paint? Do you think they paint their taint? I just want to say uh, that. Paint I, would taint. So. I would hope so. Does the other guy, Mr. Gold or whatever, uh, is he going to continue his living statuary uh, in practices in prison? Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably not. He would have to paint his taint in prison if he did it, though. Yeah. Well, the the paint's going to rub off quite often. <laughs> Um, that's prison rape for you. Yeah. I give it, uh, three and a half. Three and a half. All I right. do, I do like bashing people in the head with bricks in bags. I just like the idea of, uh, uh the living statues attacking each other. I, I, I would find that entertaining. I think it'd be, uh, um, living statues attack. Yeah. I yeah. think that, I think that'd be entertaining. I'd like that. So what do you have here for episode 277? <laughs> I sent this one went in, so you know it's going to be good. It's a whacker pick. It's a whacker pick. A whacker pick. Uh, a whacker yes. going toe to toe, mano to mano with the audience here. I meant to go online and get on one of those sites that pronounce words for you, but I forgot. Olath, Olathe, Olathe, <laughs> Kansas. I know how to pronounce that. Uh, well, that's where this happened. Olathe, Olathe. Uh, yeah, the no Johnson County that. Johnson County District Attorney's Office has charged a 28-year-old woman, which is perfect age for a woman, in my opinion. Not a fucking dumbass. Uh, still hot. Yeah, 28 years old. I think that's a good age. Yeah, it's a good age. Um, and sexually experienced, hopefully. Hopefully. Had a boyfriend or two already. You don't have to break him in. Probably uh, on the pill, which is a good thing. I don't like the pill, but okay. Whatever, dude. I just don't <laughs> want her to get pregnant. I don't want her to get pregnant either. <laughs> what are we talking about again? Oh, yeah, sick and wrong. Um, Although, I don't want to digress here, but if she did get pregnant and gave birth to like six living statues, think of the money you'd make. Well, think of the army you would have. Living statue army. Just battle, like battling li- li- uh, li- living? Living. Uh, uh, sick and <laughs> battling with my statue. Just like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Bob Madigan should do. He's too hairy to be a living statue. You can't pay, all the the hair is hard to get the paint on top of. If Bob asked me to spray paint him silver, I would help him out. <laughs> Maybe not his taint, but I'd help him out. Well, you got to go all the way. I mean, come on, you going to help him out or not? <laughs> this 28-year-old chick in in Kansas, she's been charged with aggravated child endangerment, which is different than abuse. More like neglect. Kristen Massius, uh, she faced a Johnson County judge Tuesday afternoon, less than 24 hours after she made a series of reckless decisions. Oh, my. I mean, this is in Kansas, but I've made a series of reckless decisions, and now look at the spot I've got myself in. Um, she's really white trash. She doesn't sound <laughs> like the queen. Uh, Massius, uh, here's, was the first, probably a reckless decision. Although there had to be some reckless decisions leading up to this and maybe you can help me figure out what they are. I think her parents made her, made a reckless decision when she was born in the trailer park that night. Yeah. Um, she walked into Austin's bar and grill. That's the name of the bar, not the town. 
uh, on Monday night, and she was topless. <laughs> That's <laughs> not her a bad shirt thing. was off. Well, and what here's what the article. Like? I think the article is omitting details because she looks all right. I mean, you know, kind of white, trashy, but all right. Not not horrible, but she's 28. Come on. Titties are titties. Nothing wrong life. with white, trash titties. She, uh, I think the article is omitting details because it says, while someone inside the bar rushed up to get her a shirt, others kept her from entering the bar. So one person gets her a shirt. The other people are saying, oh, you can't come in here. Now, what's missing here? But the what dudes, the other, the other ninety percent of the dudes in the bar going, yeah, fucking, <laughs> look at them titties. Yeah, where's our demographic? Jesus, right. dude, I would have been like toasting her and throwing dollar bills. You can say what what you want about going to strip clubs and that whole experience, but when you're in a bar, a normal bar, and it becomes a strip club instantaneously, that's awesome. It kind of reminds me. You know what it kind of reminds me of. Uh, you know how like uh, all these feminists were like fighting for the right to go topless on New York subways. Remember that, like in the nineties. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but they, none of them would do it. Yeah. And it's just like none, none of them actually ever. They did get the right to go topless. I think. But then they didn't. They but, didn't take take advantage of it. But could you imagine? I mean, it's just like, is it that big of a deal? I guess it is. <laughs> Wasn't a lot of that about breastfeeding babies in public, maybe, also? I don't Which have I an don't issue find, with that. I don't find sexually arousing, either. But I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I'm just I will say, like... I will say what I do have an issue with. If I'm in a bar, and a woman comes in with her tits out, and then you, as another bar patron, start trying to push her back out the door, you're going to get a beer bottle in the back of the head. Yeah, no, that those are that is a fighting. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a conflict will ensue if um, they're trying to push her out of the bar because I'm like you're because, obscuring titties, free titties. Well, I'm not even having and, to pay the, for my, these my titties. My thought process is my thought process is you know wow this just became the coolest night ever and now you're trying to make it uncool again. You're trying I don't to put even, the genie back in the bottle. But you know what though, I don't even care if the woman's attractive. If like a no. naked. You know, toothless crackhead walked into a bar and be like, dude, this is awesome. This Still is going to be great. great. This, yeah. like, gross naked hag is going to go and scare people. I'm going to watch this. This is like street performance, street theater. Yeah. The grosser the titties, it's almost as good or better. But if they're hot titties, then it's like, what are you doing? I, I, would, right. I would cuff somebody upside the head if they tried to do that <laughs> and, and, like, cover her up. Jesus, where are we? The Bible That's belt? The wor- That's the worst, yeah. Because that, that, at least the person trying to push her back out the door is like, well, somebody else can take advantage of this situation. The person covering her up, you know, he's just, what, what is his deal? It's like flags. He's trying to make the world in, in total a less cool place. Flag saluting Bible thumpers. That's what that is. Yeah. Why are they in the bar then? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the person was really drunk and thought it was his mom. Something. Like, mom, put a shirt on. You look just like my mama. Because that I would do if it was my mom. Oh, God. I would try to that's, cover that's, her up, yeah. That's now, that's now the worst case scenario of what could happen to you in a bar. Your mom <laughs> just walks in with her tits out. Holy shit. Yeah, but what if she tried to give you a blowjob? I think that would be even worse. I'd be like, Mom, not again. <laughs> I told you how I felt about this the first time. That was pretty You're bad. You're spilling my beer. <laughs> Um, well, this story is not over. Far from it. First of all, there were obviously had to be poor decisions before this happened, right? Like, how did her shirt come off to begin with? And, and how did she get so bra. fucked up? And she had to be really fucked up, right? 
something. Well, witnesses, there was an off-duty police officer nearby. I don't know if he or she was in the bar or what, but they saw her go back to her car, and she noticed that she had left her eight-month-old baby alone in the heat of her car. The temperatures were 90 degrees that night at 7 p.m., which means it must have been hotter during the day. And the car was probably hot. The baby girl was handed over. The eight-month-old baby girl was handed over to her grandparents. Uh, some dumbass associated with the county says that anytime the children are involved, things get much more serious. Of course, eight month. Are you allowed to bring eight-month-olds out into public? I thought they you had to keep them in like an incubator or something. Yeah, that's how babies work. Yeah, but I didn't think it, I thought like you have to wait till they're like a year before you can actually bring them outside your house because they catch diseases or something before their eye caps open. Yeah, like I, I thought there's like a membrane, like a, the fontanel. It's like their heads yeah. are really soft and right. You know. No, I think you can take them out. I don't know if you can take them into a bar. So if you're gonna go to the bar, you should just leave the kid at home to begin with. Do you think? Do you think? You know what might have happened? She might have been breastfeeding the infant. Shirts off. That's why the shirts off. Yeah. Breastfeeding the infant, and then she spilled a little milk on her chest, and she went to the bar to get a napkin. Bars do have a lot of napkins. Napkins. When you need a napkin, going into a bar is a good place to start. And they're free. Usually free. Yeah. Uh, it's plausible. <laughs> when did she smoke all the meth? Okay. <laughs> that makes the milk go sour. It does make the milk go sour. Yep. Um. Well, Massius's father said Tuesday that his granddaughter, the eight-month-old, because I got a little confused when I was reading this, is in good health, and he is hoping this horrible situation can help his daughter straighten out her life. Because seriously, she done goofed. Yeah, she did. She done she goofed is this done time. Goofed, definitely. And I'm sure it's not the first time she goofed. Uh, and actually, this woman was already expected in court this week on a possession of heroin charge from last <laughs> month. And once again, last month heroin, the baby's eight months old. So it's not like she cleaned up her life after the baby was born. She's being held on a $5,000 bond. And the article says, it's a bond the family said it does not intend to pay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't can't blame them. You only need to pay pay the bondsman like 50 bucks or 500 bucks. I can't blame them. I I think there's probably been a a series of just reckless... Like poor life decisions in this in this girl's life, and I think it finally came down to the family's like, you know what, fuck it. First of all, they probably yeah. don't have five thousand dollars. Second of all, it's like, do you really want her back in your home? Well, like I said, parents. the the bondsman only takes ten percent, so five hundred. But uh, yeah, she needs to dry out in jail. I think something. So on the sick and wrong star scale, actually, I guess before I can properly give this a a rating, did she crack the window? <laughs> it doesn't say. Okay, let's well assume, then... I, it's, let's assume that she did crack the window. Okay, well, she cracked how, the window... How big a crack is enough? Well, I'm just saying, it's like, uh, you know, it's... If you crack the window, then they're not going to suffocate because there's a little bit of air coming in there, but it's still terrible to leave the kid, an eight-month-old kid, which I didn't even think you are allowed to bring out of the house in the first place because they don't even no. make car seats. I bet you the kid didn't even have a car seat. You know, I'm going to give this a 4.5. Too many reckless, poor decisions going into this woman being giving birth. You, you know, I support 28-year-old women making lots and lots of reckless decisions, but if you have a kid, you need to cut that shit out. I support so 28-year-old I also, I give women it a four, topless I give it four and in a half bars. Also. What, what are you going to I support that, that, too. Four and a half. Four and a but, half. But once you have a kid, it's different. You're not, you're not a 28-year-old 
childless woman, which is how I prefer them. Yeah, exactly. All right. I support 28-year-old childless women who are topless in bars. Making bad decisions. Yeah, I like that. Like going home with me. <laughs> yeah. Look at that podcaster. He's sexy. <laughs> I there's like his big red nose. Uh, the third story we received here for episode 277. Actually, this story was quite popular amongst the, uh, the, the listening audience. We received this from about, I don't know, maybe 50 people. A lot of people sent this in. But the first guy, I went through all the email today, and the first guy that sent this in was D-Jazz. D-Jazz writes, good evening, gentlemen. Is he an Autobot? <laughs> yeah, the, the, remember the, the Autobot that was like... Uh, uh, it was kind of the racist Autobot that had the the caricature of the urban Negro. Well, he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't racist. Whoever wrote his part that way was probably pretty racist. Yeah, but I mean, it's like they're it's like it's basically they might have they might as well have made him like a pickaninny character from like the nineteen twenties, <laughs> like you know a Sambo like eating watermelon or something. But instead, he's like I'm a rapping robot. It's, yeah, I, I was really offended. I almost left the theater. Yeah, um, I liked the Jewish robot. Better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the, I'm the uh, I turn into a cash register. Give me your coins. <laughs> I actually felt that was a, a, an apt analogy. <laughs> actually, I like that one. It reflected on your culture more properly. Yeah, it wasn't as offensive. Uh, DJ writes, good evening, gentlemen. Been listening to the podcast since about November last year. And although I had one downloaded since last Christmas, I just never got around to listening. Anyway, I fucking love the show. Almost as much as the weird looks people give me in work when I spontaneously burst forth with waves of laughter. Do this one for me and I'll start posting on the forum. Hope nobody's beat me to this yet. It's pretty big news. Enjoy, DJ. And yeah, actually, DJs, believe it or not, you were the first person that sent this in. We received like 50 other people sent this in. Thank you, everybody, for uh, finding a good article. Uh, but DJs, you get the credit for being the first one. And it's a great story. Crazed knife man decapitates British woman in busy Tenerife shopping center and then runs through the streets with her head. Um, Where this, the hell is Tenerife? <laughs> Tenerife is, uh, is an island in the Canary Islands or a city in the Canary Islands. Uh, the Where Canary, the hell are the Canary Islands? The Canary Islands are off of, uh, I think they're off of Africa, like near Morocco. It's oh. a popular uh, tourist destination for the, the Limeys. A lot of them go there. They love uh, Canaries. It was an unfortunate decision for uh, this particular woman, British woman, to, uh, to decide to go on vacation in Tenerife this time. Uh, the crazed killer here stabbed the 62-year-old number, 62-year-old a number of times before cutting off her head with a machete without uttering a single word in a busy shopping center in Los Cristianos in uh, Tenerife. So Tenerife is one of the Canary Islands. As Dude, the 28 year old, are restless. Yeah, as the 28-year-old attacker ran through the streets of the Holiday Island carrying the victim's head in his hands, security guards and a number of witnesses gave chase. It sounds like he was running with it like a running back in uh, football would run, you know, for a touchdown. Heisman Trophy uh, pose. Yeah. He was eventually cornered after a passing Italian motorcyclist hurled his helmet at the man's face. The knife man then stumbled, dropped the head. The biker jumped on him. He struggled to break free, but was held by the the motorcyclist and other pursuers until uh, police officers here arrived. 
Hey, why you got a carry the hell around, eh? You give us a bad name over here in the Canary Island, eh? <laughs> That's a good Italian accent, though. <laughs> you know, it's, it sounded like uh, you could be in The Sopranos, though, actually. Or a Mario brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny that Luigi would tackle this guy, because it seemed like a lot of the other onlookers and tourists thought that this was just a joke, or thought he was carrying, like, a mannequin's head or a stage prop. Yeah, and I, you a know, bleeding kinda, mannequin's head. Well, I kind of feel like in this day and age, I mean, think about it. Think about your reaction. If you were in Jack London Square in Oakland and someone ran out of the Fashion Bug Plus carrying a large woman's severed head, would you think it was real or would you be like, oh, this is like some kind of publicity stunt? I feel like we're so jaded now, you yeah. know? People don't do publicity stunts in East Oakland, <laughs> generally. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this guy though was known. The publicity in the stunt in East Oakland would be to like not have five murders today. Yeah. Um. This guy was uh was the man who uh, the homeless man who attacked the woman was known in this resort town for his bizarre behavior, including intimidating passersby and ranting that he's a prophet of God. I like how they let the guy still roam the streets, though. I mean, he intimidates mm-hmm. people. And um, and uh, is known for he has a you know is a notorious figure in this town, but yet they're still like ah he's just crazy just you know who cares he's harmless. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not Arm- harmless <laughs> or armless. <laughs> harmless. Sorry. Well, apparently not. So uh, you know it's interesting. What's great about this article? My favorite uh, my favorite aspect of this entire article is Wait, the fact can that. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. Is the dude from the island, or is he also a tourist or an import? I guess if he's known around there for being a crazy asshole, he must not be a tourist. But did he come from somewhere else, or is he from the actual island? You know, this uh, article doesn't specify, but it it says that he just was one of those local homeless guys. So I imagine he's mm. just like a crazy homeless dude that just lives local, there. Local, though. But believe me, though, I mean, there's you could easily find. You hear about attacks in San Francisco all the time of those like local homeless guys that live in Golden Gate Park. Or, you know, people attending a hip-hop event come come out of the hip-hop event and start spraying bullets everywhere and kill a German tourist. It's entirely plausible that something like this can happen in any city. It did happen. It happens. But the best, the best aspect of this article is that I don't have to describe it to you because Colin Kirkby, a 50-year-old British journalist who witnessed the attack, is on tape right here describing it. So no, he's a he's a journalist. He's not just a random schmo. He looks like a random schmo in the YouTube well, video, but yeah, he's got like one of he's got like one of those bent chins. You know those like those chins that's off on the angle. I call him like yes. a bent head. It's like a, right. a bent chin, like but, Brian Williams. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, let, let's listen to a little bit of of uh, Colin here describe what happened. Uh, when this woman was decapitated in Tenerife. Hi, it's Colin Kirby at the Valdez Centre. I thought I'd seen everything in Tenerife, but what I've just seen has just really flipped my mind. Uh, just coming down the road by the uh, Valdez Centre past the big um, ramp down to the uh, Chinese shop, and the big crowd there and an the ambulance assumed someone had fainted or something. And walked on a bit and turned around and people were shouting and there was a uh, Hispanic looking guy, very scruffy, uh, walk- 
Scruffy Hispanic looking guy. You gotta you gotta watch for those dudes. If you see a scruffy Hispanic, cross the street. But what about the Dosecki's uh you know b- coolest man in the world or whatever? That guy's a mysterious man in the world, isn't he? But he's uh scruffy and Hispanic. He's he felt. Like he's dude. not scruffy. He's like he's, he's like Burt, beard he's like a Mexican Burt Reynolds whack. Like, quit besmirching the Dosecki's guy. <laughs> Burt Reynolds himself is quite scruffy and maybe could be pass himself off as a Hispanic looking man. Yeah, maybe in Cannonball Run. Carrying what I thought was a joke head by the hair but blood. <laughs> the old joke head it gag. It just made me think of Clash of the Titans the Gorgon where he holds the head up it's like that. I thought the guy's a nutter it's, it's a joke. Wait, did he just say Clash of the Titans? The Gorgon? I don't know, did he? I wasn't listening. Yeah, he said, it, he, said he thought it was a joke head and the guy was holding the head like uh Perseus held Medusa's head. That's awesome. That's a good reference if that is what he said, yeah. Got a bit further, the Chinese come running out the other shops, running down towards the, the big shop where he come out. Security guards came out, they chased him across the road. By this time he's empty handed. God knows where that's gone. Uh, got him on the other side of the road, just by the cultural centre. A couple of people tried to get him, they flattened him, got him on the ground. Uh, the police arrived. Uh, the security and the police had to hold people off. They were queuing up. They were trying to get in there and to basically kick the hell out of the guy. Um, and now the place is it's a, it's a madhouse. There's uh, police, ambulance, security. So uh, they don't actually specify exactly what um, um, tabloid this guy writes for, but I think it's the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's concerned about where that whether where the head's gotten to. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny, though, because they actually mention it in this uh, story here. This is from the Daily Telegraph here. But uh, they, they said that the guy dropped the head and it was rolling around on the ground. So it was what, just like kind of rolling. Its own, under its own power or because it was on a hill? It must be because it was like, uh, yeah, probably slightly on a hill or something. But it had been just kind of rolling around. The dude was just kind of, you know, being tackled by a bunch of people. It wasn't um, rolling around like Army of Darkness, uh, Evil Dead style. That's what I'm trying to ask here. It wasn't like, making. Ah, that's why you saw. and like biting <laughs> little kids' ankles. I don't think its eyes were open, and it was saying, "I'll swallow your soul" while making demonic laughter. I don't think that was happening. Okay, good. But because um, that would give me nightmares. Yeah, but yeah, this granny's head was uh, was was uh, running around, and I, I guess the guy had been walking through the streets holding up the head. Um, just like uh, Perseus holds up the Gorgon's head in Clash of the Titans. And then someone else is here, and someone someone is just reminding me that it's Friday the 13th. What a bizarre and scary start, start to the day. Especially then the cops tackle the dude and the fucking Kraken levels the town. Because exactly. they you know, didn't allow him to go all the way down to the waterfront there. You know, remarkably enough, the store where the, the woman was decapitated, was a store that sells knives and machetes. So it was convenient for him. Because had he gone into a, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts, it would have been difficult to sever the woman's head with a long john. Or a bear claw. I mean, it's like, if you're going to sever somebody's... Or a jelly donut. Yeah, if you're going to sever somebody's head... Glazed. you got to go to like a Home Depot or something. Like a place that actually does have like sharp instruments. Chainsaws so, even. Shovels. So the those guys, big, uh, those giant hedge trimmers. <laughs> the guy, they say that the uh, the assailant here, the attacker, was a crazy homeless person. I think he's a wily homeless guy. 
I think he um, uh, knew exactly where to attack this woman. But yes, she was, um, you know, as, as we're making light of this story, but what actually happened was uh, um, someone's nan uh, had her head uh, decapitated and a homeless man ran through the street. And, What's going to uh, happen to him now? Do they have the death penalty in Tenerife? I wonder. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I wonder if they're going to just kind of uh, make him into, like, maybe he'll become a living statue. Like a tourist <laughs> Against his will. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually encase his feet in concrete. That would be good. We'll just spray paint him silver and keep him in a cage in town square. So on the second row, what, what about his taint? <laughs> <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale... Uh, you can't get more five-star than this. I mean, he decapitated an old lady's head and paraded it through the streets before getting tackled and having the head roll down the street. Gruesome scene. And the fact that everybody thought it was like a, you know, a, he was carrying the, the head of a mannequin. I'm going to have to get What goes stars. on in Tenerife that people would think that? I mean, is, is it all just wacky hijinks all day long, every day? That's why people thought that. I mean, I wouldn't think, you know, you, you tried to lead me down this path, but I don't think I would think that if I saw a guy carrying what looked to be a head. I think there's a lot of Greek tragedies that goes on there. Yeah. A lot of Greek tragedies. Beheadings in the Greek tragedies all the time. Yeah, yeah Okay, I give, it, I give it a five. You got to give this a five. I mean, how often does that ever happen? Although, I just wonder, though. I mean, if I just feel like in our culture, we are so jaded that I can understand that kind of reaction. Like if I was in the if I was in the mall and someone ran out with a head in their hands, I'd be like, "Sweet dude, I'm gonna videotape this." Like Which I, I is just kind of what this guy did, huh? The reporter. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I I, I just feel like in uh, our day and age, we're so jaded because we've seen so many Evil Deads and hostels that uh, I think our first instinct would be like, "That's not real. That's fake." Especially in this yeah. city, in L.A. Also, I don't necessarily, I don't, this, I mean, you're turning this into a in my day story or kids today type story, but maybe everybody's just always been like this. I mean, I think it's just human nature to sort of try and make things seem normal. You know what I mean? This could be a subject matter for an entirely different podcast, but okay. I'm just saying that in recent years with the, the internet and the influence of the internet and the different sites that you can go to. I think I don't people's know. mentality no. has changed. No, I don't think it has. What used to be shocking... I'm, disagree I'm disagreeing with you. <laughs> what used to be shocking is mundane. That's what I think. It's um. shocking as far as looking at photos of things, yeah. But when you see something in real life, I don't think our reactions have changed in the last like five years that to, to a very big degree. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Maybe uh, have people write in about that. I, I, I think most people would be skeptical at first until they get sprayed with human blood all over their face, and then they're going to freak I, out. I agree that they would be skeptical, but I think that even back in the 70s, people would be skeptical too, just because it's a human reaction to think, you know, to think that something's more normal rather than like, oh my God, look at this fucking horrifying thing that's happening in front of me. Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I'm still giving it a five star. It's a five I'm still star giving story. It a five also. And I'm a skeptic. So, people, you can decide who won episode 277. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. 
you'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Remember to try to leave your uh, message under three minutes. Because if it's over three minutes, we're not going to play it. Our attention span, seriously, is like 30 seconds. Yeah, um, we'll play it. if it's. It can be up to three minutes and we'll play it, but I won't pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, what do you think this is? Uh, the first call here is actually kind of appropriate. So uh, here's here's call number one. So Sick and Wrong. Daylight, I'm driving down the freeway coming from a Daylight. bachelor party. What the hell is it about bachelor parties that every married guy there wants to start handing his money to the stripper to get a blow job? It's ridiculous. Especially when they're not even good looking strippers. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a my two cents or what, but uh, y'all take it easy, keep it sick, keep it around. He brings up an interesting point. Wackily, when's the last time you went to like a conventional bachelor party? Conventional. <laughs> Meaning it happened before the wedding? Because I've been to something that happened after the wedding, you know? Yeah, I'm talking about uh, the the actual bachelor party. Like a Midwest-style bachelor party where it's like you're going to go to the strip club, you're going to get wasted, and then, you know, the next day or a week later, you get married. Oh, it's been a long time, and it was pretty nasty. I mean, was we it? Didn't just... actually, we didn't actually go to the. We didn't go to the strip club. We had a stripper come to the place where That's... this dude's apartment, and like she had like some fucking greasy looking pimp guy with her. It was pretty, Ron Jeremy. Like, you know, it was uh, on the far raunchy end of the spectrum. Let me just say that. You know, it's funny, the last time I went to one of these was like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, my roommate in college was getting married, and he threw this raunchy bachelor party <clears throat> at someone's house. Two strippers showed up with some greasy Ron-haired, Ron Jeremy, yeah. greasy-haired Ron Jeremy-looking fellow, and it was like, yeah, I mean, it was just totally like that, like uh, married dudes that were already, that were there were like handing money, being like, yeah, we want to see, you know, double-sided dildo, and... Right, and they they wanted to make the groom. Like, it, tur- it turns into like the last scene from uh, Requiem for a Dream really quickly. <laughs> totally, it it devolves into that, and it's like yeah. you know, I mean, they're paying, they're trying to pay the the, the two girls to give the the bachelor blowjob. Well, it turns out my buddy now is getting married a second time, and he wants me to be the uh, best man. And he's like, "Yeah, so come in a week early, and we can do a bachelor party." I'm like, "What the fuck do I do for a bachelor party?" I guess I could try to organize that, but it's in Michigan. And why you sh- you know what you should make him come to Los Angeles? Be like, you guys have the cream of the crop strip clubs there, don't you? I He's guess not Vegas though, because all be his friends are in uh, are in Michigan. This is in Detroit. Make a trip Michigan. out of it. Make a trip out of it. I think Vegas. Like I was. That's why I suggested yeah. to him. He's like, nah, no one's going to go to Vegas. So I'm like, okay. So 
I got to come to Michigan and plan like a bachelor party in a town that I don't even know. Right. And I don't even know what to do. I almost kind of want to go completely opposite and do something like, you know, like uh, a roller rink or Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Come on. There, you, there's a deja vu in Ypsilanti. Just go there. I yeah, I should just fine. pick a random strip club. But what is the deal? Why Why do you feel that the married men are compelled to buy a blowjob for the uh, the groom? Because they know that once you get married, the blowjobs are going to be nevermore. It's a sad realization when you finally when you finally come to terms of that. Yeah. I haven't been married, but I'm just saying in... <clears throat> I've been in a couple of long-term relationships. Right, which is basically... I mean, I've been in long-term relationships that are longer than some people's marriages. Yeah, same with me. I think uh, the average marriage is like, what, two, three years? No. <laughs> Where do you come up with these things? I did that. I heard that the other day. The average marriage is two or three years? I think a lot of them are. That's what I would say. But not the average. All right, a lot of marriages... Only half of people divorce, right? So there's a lot of marriages that go for a really long time. Yeah, but those guys aren't getting blowjobs. They're not getting blowjobs. I think you get divorced because... Let's not get off the point. (laughs) I think you get divorced because you're not getting blowjobs. But even in long-term relationships, it's like the blowjobs just kind of fade away. And then they happen... As soon as you you move in together, blowjobs go out the window. They only happen on your birthday or maybe on Easter. You know what? Even, Even there, a lot of the times... It gets talked about happening on your birthday. Ooh, I'll do anything you want. Okay, a blowjob. And then you get really drunk, and then you wake up the next day after your birthday, and you think, I didn't get a blowjob. You're like, what happened? I got, you yeah. know, I got, I, got, I got a lot of beer. I got a lot of shots got, of Jaeger. And, we had, and I had sex, but that's not a blowjob. And then you ask for the blowjob the day after, and it's like, oh, no, it's not your birthday anymore. Too Ladies. Late. Don't let blowjobs become special occasions because what's going to happen is the married men are going to go buy blowjobs for the groom. So you're ruining somebody else's relationship when you don't give your husband a blowjob. That's all I got to say. I can get behind that logic even though it basically made no sense. <laughs> it, it really didn't, but I'm just saying just blow <laughs> pro, your husband pro, pro every blow now job. and then. Like make it make it make it like a, you know, every 3 weeks or something. Just hey, here's a surprise blowjob. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. All right, here's uh, call number two. Hey, Dean Lance, what up? This is The Undertaker from the forums. Haven't been on the forums in a long time, not since it came back online, but whatever. Anyway, two points about episode 275. Uh, point number one, I actually went to Ball State University, and I'm nice. telling you what, if you want to use a southern accent, Muncie's the place where you should do it because that place is fucking crazy. I mean, talk about the south i mean pretty much everyone in that town who's not there for college is a hick so feel free to use as much of a southern accent as you want yeah ball state i love it here (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) inbred and toothless that's a good that's a good town it's a town for me indiana second point lance i'm telling you the ladies want to bone you well chinese want to bone you but uh, the ladies want you to bone them Proof, how do I know this? My girlfriend constantly talks about how she wants you to bang her. So nice. trust me, Lance, if you ever make it out to Arizona, you might get laid. So anyway, you guys... By your girlfriend? Wrong, <laughs> what? Take it easy. Is that dude pimping out his girlfriend? It sounded like it. Wow, I was... still maintain... I mean, this is what I'm, exactly what I'm saying. I get all these offers online, but none of these girls ever meet me. 
And there is, you know, I am a different person than my podcasting persona. How would you feel, Wackerly, if your girlfriend just went on incessantly about having sex with some micro-internet podcast celebrity? <laughs> I wouldn't like it. <clears throat> would you be pissed? I don't know if I would be pissed. I don't get pissed about that kind of shit. Would you bring would... it up, though? Like, would you, would you be like, you know, you mm. got to stop saying that because it's never going to In the heat of happen. the moment, yes, yeah. Well, I mean, if she ever if she ever said anything about me jerking off to so much internet porn, I would definitely bring up the podcasting thing. I told Podcaster I thing. told my girlfriend that you get to have sex if it ever ever happened if it ever happened that Johnny Depp happened. wanted to have sex with you because she she likes Johnny Depp a lot. I was like, if it ever happened that Johnny Depp wanted to have sex with you, you're allowed one time. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Johnny Knoxville for a second, and that threw me for a loop. But uh, that's not going to okay. Happen. <laughs> but, but you know, but the, well, that's I mean, the do thing. What, what do you do? You, so you just let her have sex with Johnny Depp? I mean, do you get anything out of this bargain? Yeah, I get. If that happens, then I get to have sex with the, uh, you know, with the, the celebrity of my choice. Like, that would never happen. It's just obviously something that which would... is. But don't isn't the whole point? You have to name the celebrity up front. Yeah, Megan Fox. But that's what I said. I was like, if if it just happened to, to, to I happen to come upon Megan Fox, and I I would just be allowed to have sex with her, and it's like I'm carte blanche to have sex with her, and and you have that with that with Giant Depp. I think. But here, here, wait before you move on. Uh, do you do you have to have a sort of summit or contract renegotiation if you decide to change it from Megan Fox? Yes. No. There, there's a sign agreement we have a okay. contract that we because i was going to say there's kind of a loophole <laughs> and it might change you, you mean, could you could fuck somebody and be like oh i changed it from megan fox now it's this person you'd be like well she's not even a celebrity and you could say well yeah but i changed it well I emma watson to tell just you. turned 18 so i was going yeah. to actually update the contract but um, you do have there does have to be a contract updating ceremony procedure I think I think a lot of couples find it necessary to have a prenuptial. Um, mm-hmm. We find it necessary, like a prenuptial agreement. Me, my uh, girlfriend, and I have find it necessary to have a contract about which celebrity you could fuck one time. <laughs> you know, the one time. And I'm thinking that this guy has a similar thing. I think he has a similar contract with his girlfriend, and you are the celebrity that she wants to have sex with one time. And he's like, you know what? You ever come to Arizona? I'm going to allow that. Would See, you do it? <laughs> It sounds weird though, like like I'm actually showing up in their apartment and having sex with his girlfriend like on their furniture, you know, in front of their TV. That's you know, just weird. You know what it kind of and sounds their like? dog is sniffing my ass while he's like in the kitchen or he goes out to get milk or something. Weird. I could see like a really shitty indie film called like The Indecent Proposal <laughs> where like Wackily goes there and gives the guy like a case of Miller High Life so he can shag his girlfriend. <laughs> and the dude's just like, we made this indecent proposal and I had to keep the contract. You know, I could see something right. like that happening in Arizona. Yeah, I I don't want to fuck... What's her name? <laughs> She's too old. <laughs> what is her name? Demi Moore, and you totally would fuck her if you had the chance. Fucking yeah, Semi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're right, I would, though. So there you go, Wackerly. It's like, uh, I'd be like, I loved you in one crazy summer. <laughs> Weren't you like eight when that movie came out? I remember loving it. Bobcat was in it. Um, 
There you go, though. I think there are more girls than you think that would be uh, willing to uh, to go there. So the third call here... Right, is... but they haven't met me. That's the thing. <laughs> Once you meet me, then you're like, oh, he's really creepy in real life. Yeah, well, I think they should take a chance, ladies. I think you should ask travel Ke- ask, ask Kendra. Ask Kendra. All I'm right? thinking, you know what? I'm thinking we should have a sick and wrong competition where we will pay the airfare for a girl to fly to San Francisco to have sex with you. I'm not, I'm not paying a girl to have sex with you. <laughs> I am. Don't worry about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt money. <laughs> All right. The third call we got here is also from uh, Muncie, another guy that went to Ball State. Apparently, there's a lot of like big ballers out there. Yeehaw! Ball State! <laughs> That's what we call guys that went to Ball State. Hey, D. Hey, Lance. This is Brett from Muncie, Indiana, and uh, soon to again be a Ball State student. I uh, just heard- Calling in regards to your uh, last week's uh, Ball State rape story um, reminded me of uh, some friends I had. Uh, uh, we're pretty amicable about uh, late night uh, knock on your door and then have sex here in uh, months in Indiana, apparently. Can you explain that to me? Because I-, I wasn't following it. He goes, we're amicable to like knocking on the door and having late night sex. I think what he's saying is they don't call a ball state for nothing. He says he knew a bunch of what I assume will be girls, but could be guys when he was a student there, and he's going to be a student there again, and why wouldn't you if this story is true, where they're just fuck buddies that you show up in the middle of their night drunk, and you knock on the door, and she's like, oh, you want to have sex? Yeah, all right, come in. I could see that then, happening in a then dorm the, room. There's bawling aplenty. I could see that I happening. never got laid in the dorms. No, but in I, a- I don't see it happening. In the dorms, I could see that happening because you're in co-ed dorm. Girls come downstairs, knock on your door, blah, blah, But in an apartment building, how often would that happen? Maybe in a college town. Yeah. College apartment? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. I don't know. With Go a bunch on. of inbreds. All right. Let's see what happens here. Uh, my friends had a house on campus and uh, late one night, they heard a knocking at the door and through the door was some homeless uh, Raven? woman missing about... <laughs> half of her teeth asking uh, to use the restroom so their junkie roommate uh answered and he went to take her to the restroom this guy chooses his friends wisely i just I know, want to let I you know, know that the and junkie roommate and the crackhead homeless person yeah. not sure how asking to use the restroom ended up in fucking but i can only assume it had something to do with water sports but anyway, she leaves, and a few weeks later, there's another knock on the door. Same gap-toothed woman uh, asking to use the restroom, and then my friend's little brother answers the door, takes her upstairs, and gets head. Which might not be the funniest story, but if you can imagine why your best friend's sweet little brother, who you've known your whole life, getting head from a fat, toothless, homeless woman. It's a little humorous. So, anyways, I know you guys said you'd like some Ball State t-shirts, but uh, I uh, heard what you guys said about snake owners and happen to like pet snakes, so you guys can all go fuck yourselves. Anyways, stay classy, and I'll catch you guys later. 
Urge to kill rising. So apparently there is no AIDS in Muncie, Indiana, because you can just go fuck a toothless homeless lady that knocks on your door and not even have to worry about catching a, you know, a communicable disease. Well, he's in the bathroom. You just use the Clorox, put it all over your dick right afterwards. It, it's interesting to me that uh, in San Francisco or Oakland or even Los Angeles, if a homeless person knocked on my door, I wouldn't let them use the bathroom. No. That's the last thing I would let happen. We used to, oh, I didn't, but people used to let homeless people into our home in Ann Arbor, though. So I can kind of understand it. I think it's a college I mean, not that I thing. ever let them in, but somebody always does. I think it's a college town thing. I really do. Yeah. Well, Ball State definitely sounds like a, an, a fascinating place. One of these days, I'll get my Ball State t-shirt. Snake owners be damned. People call the Signal Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear what you have to say. Uh, one quick email here we got from a uh, famous person, actually. I was a little surprised to see that this guy is a fan of the show. Is it Ricky um, Gervais? Close. He writes, Hi, guys. I just started listening to your podcast. 200 more to go. Very funny. Occasionally informative. Just on occasion. I checked out your page, and I can honestly say, given just your voices... I expected Lance to look like D, and D to look like Lance. I'm very surprised. Why do people always say that? Because, I don't know. like, I'm a big, I'm a blonde guy, not big, but I'm a blonde guy, and you have a Jew, Jew hair, and, uh, and a Jew nose just, and a nasally voice. Nose. I, I don't <laughs> and get you it. have tattoos, which we always talk about. So, what do they mean by that? I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like my voice sounds like somebody that looks like Drew Carey or Dilbert or something. You know, it's like that's why. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think what people are saying is you look nerdier than I do. I think. In I fact, think that's I am a, nerdier. I think that's what they're implying. Like they, they can tell you're by the my cool voice guy. I'm the nerdy guy, but you look like the nerd. Yeah, I think. I think that's the thing. It's like I'm the cool guy that, but it comes across looking like a nerd, and so it's. I think a lot of people get confused by this. But this particular person is a celebrity who's confused. Yanni. I'm surprised <laughs> that Yanni... He goes, thanks again, yeah. Yanni. I'm, I'm surprised Yanni is a fan of the show. Doesn't seem like it'd be up his alley, you know? Is Yanni married to Connie Chung? Or is that John Tesh? I think that's John Tesh. <laughs> Yanni. Why would Yanni marry what... Connie Chung? That guy could well, have any woman him, in the world. Uh, but I get him and John Tesh confused because don't they both do that new age music bullshit? John Tesh is a radio personality. Right, but he also does new age music. Trust yeah. me on this. <laughs> I think Yanni just likes to get in middle aged ladies' pants. Yeah. Uh, people can email sick and wrong at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Well, actually, we've got to get out of here. Before we get out, uh, if you haven't already joined the forum, you should. I don't know how many For people sure. are on there. It's been a little while. Last time I checked, there was a great uh, thread in your in your section of the forum about pull them to the side. And I love hearing like uh, the the girls, the sexy ladies of the forum, talking about pulling their panties to the side and how they find that hot. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, good. It's a it's hot thread, and that's not the only hot thread. Check out the random picture thread. But people, go to the sick and wrong podcast.com, click on forum, become a member, and read about girls that pull their panties to the side. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. We appreciate that. It actually does boost our ratings and uh, 
you know, a lot more people. Give us some good exposure here for Sick and Wrong. A lot of people find out about us through iTunes. People, uh, update about the Sick and Wrong store. Uh, right now, the only tees that we have available, i got like five extra large t-shirts left of the current design. Do not order any other sizes unless you're ordering a shirt from Cafe Press. The Cafe Press store, you can get whatever you want. But in the next, I would say, two weeks, we're going to unveil the new Sick and Wrong t-shirt design. So, um... I would hold off for a couple weeks and then buy a new T-shirt very soon. People that have it on back order, I'm going to send you like uh, some stickers and stuff like that. But expect your shirt within the next couple weeks. Sorry to make you wait. But uh, for, for the time being, I would go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and then buy a shirt from uh, the Cafe Press store because there's plenty on there. And they'll always And soon the Jedi shirt will be up, right? Because somebody on the forum made an incredible Jedi Dangerfield, Kinnison, Spuds McKenzie design. Yeah, you sent that, will be... you sent that to me. That was actually... I'm going to try to to produce that shirt. I think it would look great on a purple shirt, don't you think? I, I'm going to buy one. Yeah, I'll have to make that. And that's going to also be available in the Cafe Press store. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week uh, came in from Bez. Bez writes, Hey, Dean Lance, I just finished with episode 276. I was a little disappointed that you did not finish with a special Osama Bin Laden topical track. Well, here's one for you. It's belated, but what the hell. We can celebrate the death by the Navy SEALs for months. It's the cure, killing an Arab. I hope it makes a cut for 277. It's a good song. I didn't know the cure made a song called Killing an Arab. Is it after that Camus novel or something? Actually, I think it is. It's a yeah. reference. What's the, that one uh, called? The Stranger? The Stranger. I think it's a reference to The Stranger. But uh, yeah, it's an old song. It's a great song. And a uh, bit obvious, but still fitting. So uh, we're going to end the show with that one. Um, he writes, also, there's a game called Medal of Honor with Navy SEALs kicking ass, taking out the Taliban. And did we talk about that last week? Yes. All right. I thought we but, did. Then, but yeah, we did. And postscript here, Lance's idea for the three Jedis with a sick and wrong logo tee is a great idea. And I will buy that. Keep it Cafe safe. Press keep it soon. wrong, Bez. So we're going to end the show here with Killing an Arab, uh, dedicated to the Navy SEALs that killed an Arab last or a couple of weeks ago. So thank you, Bez, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 278. Till then, take it easy.
Oh, boy, we're going down, we're going down. 